Welcome reanimated fans to this week's episode. I'm H.A. Conrad coming to you from Brooklyn. And with me, as always, is my intrepid co-host, Stuart Tiffin, on the West Coast. What's up? Hello. Welcome. And um, Merry Merry Holidays. Merry Holidays. Lots of stuff going on. Um, not necessarily zombie related. We just watched uh, Soul and we watched Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, I'm, I'm about 30 minutes into Wonder Woman and it's it's kind of hard to watch a little bit. I mean... Well, I don't uh, want to. Kristen Wiig and and Pedro Pascal are. There's a lot of potential there, and I'm waiting to see how how much they're going to let those two work with what they got. Uh, yeah. I I give it two thumbs down, but oof, yeah. Well, I mean, how much of you? What is the DC movie that you have given what two thumbs up to? So I don't know, far? but um, I I'm sure you're aware of this, but I am a huge Wonder Woman fan. I am a. That's... I was really excited to to see that this coming out and. I thought that the first scene was kind of fun. Uh, you get to see Wonder Woman doing her thing and that. And I like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Um, but we can talk about it later. But basically, I, I just felt like this was weak sauce. Um, weak sauce. And kind of like shocking to me a little bit. Um, just the themes and, and the storyline. But um, yeah. I, you know, part of me couldn't tell if they were trying to go for that extraordinarily cheesy 80s thing and kind of went overboard and it got sort of miss. That mall uh, scene was definitely very. I mean, yeah, well, it feels and, like there's a lot of eighties. And there's like, that, and I'm like, all right, homage. but um, but anyway, finish watching it, and then we can I discuss will. one of my. I have a few big issues with it, um, but anyway, so there's that. However, Soul is really kind of lovely. Um, so if you haven't caught that yet, that's fun too. So. Okay. It's a Pixar, the Pixar film. Copy that. Um, so. Totally unzombie related. We also watched, uh, you know, Anna and the Apocalypse. Um, mm. We watched that the other night, and that was, you know, it sort of surprises me that they haven't done a musical of this, like literally, like because I feel like this could be a really fun off Broadway kind of thing. Um, the songs yeah. are not bad, and I think it could be probably pretty pretty easily staged. Um, I did see a listicle t- uh, t- this morning um, ranking songs from best to worst just for End of the Apocalypse, which I thought was cute. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen it in long enough that it didn't make sense for me to um, figure out if, which songs are the best. Do you have a best? Um, I think um, they sort of the the – the big one that they did um, is is the turning my life around when they're all like dancing through the cemetery and stuff. But mm-hmm. I also like Hollywood ending. But um, Bill especially likes the the cemetery song, the <laughs> turning my life around, because uh, he apparently came on on he apparently has a soundtrack on his shuffle or whatever he's doing on his playlist and uh, was walking through Greenwood Cemetery and it came on and he was dancing around in there, which I was not there to see. And I'm pretty sad, but I thought that that was kind of hilarious. Um, but, um, no. So, um, but there's, you know, a couple, a couple of sweet news items going on today. Uh, nothing as always the holidays, there's a little bit of dearth of news on the zombie front. And to be fair, honestly, this Dread Central piece is from January. I found out about it. This is the Sleeping Beauties adaptation, which is a Stephen King property that's coming to AMC. Hmm. 
which apparently has a very interesting premise. I don't know if you've read the background, this this Dread Central piece. Oh, you know what? I think I missed this somehow. I don't know so how I missed it's it. So the, the, there's a pandemic involved that only affects all of the women. Huh. <laughs> and um, it makes them go to sleep and form a cocoon or something like that. And if you wake them up, they turn into rage zombies, I believe, oh. is the basic premise. Well, that's, so, you know, that's normal. <laughs> there's a, it's, a, it's very interesting and kind of kind of Stephen Kingy premise. Oh, yeah. uh, it's coming to AMC as a show, I believe. And so people are excited. And the reason I heard about it today was somebody was writing a what can Sleeping Beauties do to avoid these mistakes that The Walking Dead has made? One of these kind of comparisons, even oh, though I'm sure you know, it's, it's still in pre-production because of COVID, I, I imagine. But Yeah, probably. Well, the interesting, I'm sort of surprised we missed this, but that's kind of a cool idea for a show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm game. I'm I'm cool with, you know. Stephen King comes with his own share of caveats, of course. But. Yes, he does. But you know what? One thing I do find, though, is that sometimes if he has the right creative team that are there to kind of rein in some of this stuff, then, you know, or, or sort of help with the vision of it, then it's sometimes successful. So we shall see. Um, you know, I don't know that we needed another version of the stand, which as you know, like that, that was out again, I think. Yeah, Um, it's it's on CBS all access. I just have not paid for that. uh, Oh, and I'm not going to either. I just don't have any, I don't know that I need to see that, but all right, let's keep our eye out for this and and see what happens and see when it actually uh, gets released. So, um, that's kind of cool news. Um, and then the other, I found this, um, it was just a silly little news article, but it's about these two friends that um, that basically made their own zombie film, um, but sounds remarkably like that film that we saw. Uh, the Ita- was it the Italian one where the guy's trapped in the elevator? Mm, um, even yeah. down to like certain plot points, and I'm kind of like, well, this is odd that they came up and decided to do this, but you know, it's there. I don't know how how well how good it looks, but. It's on Amazon Prime for free. Yeah. So might be worth checking out at some point. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in COVID news, vaccines are being released. I don't know if you've seen uh, things going on in California. I, I know here in, in New York, there had certain, um, certain hospitals didn't put a lot of protocols in place for who was supposed to get them and not, and it was a bit of a free-for-all. I think that they figured it out now, but... Basically, there were a lot of frontline healthcare workers who have direct, like direct contact with COVID patients, like they work in the COVID wards, and they were being put in the back of the line behind um, healthcare providers that don't have that um, contact, and were pretty upset. And because there's limited dosages of the vaccine, so there was that. Um, And then there was another company here in New York, like um, I think it's like a healthcare. I don't even know what it is like a net maybe, but they, I saw a headline that that said that there was an investigation underway. Yeah. It's unclear exactly what happened, but basically they started distributing it to members of the public, which isn't supposed to happen yet. It's still supposed to be just frontline healthcare workers and people in nursing homes. And so they don't, so it wasn't to like celebrities and rich people, was it unclear? Um, That would be my concern. I have a feeling that perhaps that is what's Mm. going on. And 
uh, I tried to look up the name of the, it looks like it's maybe a concierge healthcare provider. So oh, that could very well be the case. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but you know, and this is, I think you're going to see some of this going on. Um, but we'll, we'll have to kind of keep an eye on that. Um, and then this wonderfully, uh, apparently extraordinarily, um, the variant of COVID that is more, even more contagious um, has made landfall in France and other places. I'm sure it's probably here already. I don't know that there is anything that they can do about that. But hopefully, as the vaccines keep rolling out, it'll hopefully get better. So, so that's fun. Um, and I'm trying to think if there is anything else going on in terms of the COVID news. I mean, it's all it's all pretty much status quo here. Um, yeah, it's status quo, but it's also a little different. Like any of my friends who are nurses or firefighters are posting their like um, their shot records, which are all being handwritten. I feel like this we're jumping back to the 80s hmm. and because uh, I, I still have some from when I lived in Asia of like these handwritten inoculation report cards and stuff. Hmm. They, they look like old school report cards. And um, yeah, my friends who are nurses and uh, like I said, and firefighters are posting their photos of them online, which I think. Unfortunately, where I live in Sonoma County, it's important because we have yep. a pretty high anti-vax uh, ratio. Yeah. And so we need there's there's a lot of effort going into p- convincing folks that this is going to be a, a good, safe and healthy um, response. And, and a lot of like public, a lot of yeah testaments uh, that, that, hey, I've gotten it and you should, too, because we really need, you know, we need to get uh, over the threshold. I was heartened by the news that more people f- were on board with getting it than had than they had said before. So the percentages of people willing to take the vaccine, it, it's going up, which is a, it's good news. And I think that these kinds of things definitely help um, when you're publicly seeing people do it. I mean, there is the, I have seen the, that there are people with very severe allergies that have had reactions, but apparently if you're looked at pretty closely and have an EpiPen close by, um, that's not as much of, like you're, you're okay. Um, but it is something to be aware of, especially I think they're worried about if people with severe like food allergies. Like if you've had anaphylactic shock with anything, they want to make sure that you're monitored if you do take the vaccine. Um, they're interestingly not saying not to take it, just that you need to be monitored when you do take it. So that's interesting. Um, but they haven't yet figured out what element it is, and they've had reactions with both vaccines. Um, so there's apparently one thing in it that they think potentially could be it, but... Hmm. It's hard to tell. Um, interestingly, though, uh, AstraZeneca, it sounds like that's going to come to market, too. Um, and talking to my mother-in-law, who is still stuck in Thailand, um, the, that may be the only vaccine that they will have available to them over there because they do not they won't have access. Apparently, the, the Thai government didn't uh, buy or doesn't plan to buy the uh, Pfizer or Moderna vaccines, um, or something. The Pfizer is like pretty understandable. I mean, Sub Zero, yeah, yeah. chillers, and all that, yeah. Um, but the AstraZeneca, I think that's what they had sort of bet on because, first of all, it's cheaper, but also again the storage and all of that. It's still interesting though because I I did try to dig up uh, ahead of our chat today more about their trials, and it's still pretty muddy. So basically, they had that a group of people who had the half dose and then a full dose. And those people had a higher, um, like coverage rate. Basically it was like 90% versus 60%, I guess, which is with the two full doses. So that's still a little, I, I've, 
I would love to know exactly what's going on there. It seems sort of strange to me. Uh, one theory is that they're saying that the half dose mimics an infection or, or primes your system more somehow. But if that's the case, maybe that they should figure that out before actually distributing. But um, but I guess we will see what happens with that. We shall. Um, all right. That's all we really have, I think, for this kind of stuff. Did you have anything to add? Any any other? Oh, I did have one more thing to add about the COVID stuff. Um, mm. So the restaurants now are not, I mean, they they'd pretty much shut down indoor dining. And one of the things that has cropped up has been the outdoor dining. And you and I have talked about this. Like, they basically have set up outdoor tents, um, which seem even more dangerous um, than, than the actual restaurants. And now uh, the city has basically said, okay, to do outdoor dining, you need to have two sides of that tent open. Like it can't be enclosed. So, so we'll see if that, if people pay attention to that. Um, but needless to say, I think that it's pretty hard on the restaurants because they are losing a ton of business. Like it's, it's, I, I think that they're all in a pretty tough situation. So Yeah, it's heartbreaking. I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, hopefully they can muddle through until until this all gets better. But So, yeah, that's all I got. Um, but today, what are we talking about? Today we're talking about Alone 2020 slash horror, because, unfortunately, there were two films released in 2020 named Alone, which actually is probably the best year for that to have been yeah, the, kind of funny, the, double, right? the double release. Apparently, the other one is about a woman in Portland or outside of, in Oregon somewhere in the wilderness. Oh. I, I did not read much beyond that. But if you try to Google this, <laughs> you got to make sure, make you sure get it's a zombie. Uh, so for, for me to figure, I said uh, alone with Donald Sutherland and then it popped yeah. up the right one. That'll get you right there, too, because I don't think Donald Sutherland is in the other one. Thank goodness. Yes, that's true. Are you ready to, to get into it? Yeah, just draining the last of that Moscow mule, which is Oh, man, tasty... I was going to have a glass of wine, but then I was like, I should be sharp for uh, our talk. Professionalism. Yes, that's what we I are should be sharp for our talk. I got, I got a couple of canned cocktails for Christmas because my family knows me well. Oh, well, that's – are they good? Uh, so far, I've gone through a Bellini, a, uh, a Bramble. Maybe it was a Bramble mule. And then this Moscow mule. Yes. And all three of them have been, not today, that was over the last couple of days. And uh, so far they were all great. Oh. Although, you know what? I could handle a Bellini, a Moscow mule, and a Bramble mule. And then still podcast. That's how professional and well, good I am. Well, you're tough. I am I just have no tolerance for alcohol anymore. Then that podcast would be H.A. Snoozes. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but... So- <laughs> But this let's film. talk about this film. So, um, not shockingly, it has some remarkable similarities to Hashtag Alive that we reviewed, which is the yeah. Korean um, film that, you know, with the guys, the teenager-ish guy stuck in an apartment. Um, yeah, and, and they share a screenwriter, yeah, right? Or yeah. at least the story Matt, was based on Matt Naylor's right. um, original, and then he wrote the screenplay for this one. Right. And I think he was a double byline is the wrong word but it was like uh he was he was also billed as a writer or at least um he had some part to play in hashtag alive yeah yes so then the stories are almost parallel with some significant differences yeah um so and let's you know we we did say this before bill's bringing me a glass of wine because he's an awesome person oh um i don't know we may regret this um (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, so so one thing you and I talked about when we reviewed hashtag alive was the fact that it did have some remarkable similarities to a movie that we both liked a lot more than I think other people liked, but uh, the night eats the world. Um, and which is that the French film that came out um, yeah. with the guy stuck in his apartment. Uh, well, we can get into this when we talk about the review. But the things that I really liked about that film, I don't think either Hashtag Alive or this film do well. Um, so no, I feel like there were. Yeah. So The Night Eats the World, as I feel like we've talked about a few times, is a zombie movie buffs zombie movie yeah. where they really go into detail about like rationing your food losing your goddamn mind and it's like the 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 level of detail is something we've never seen before or since right and and one of the things that i really liked about it was because you know when you see somebody who's stuck on a desert island like um castaway for example you want to see the details of how they're surviving you want Mm -hmm. to know at least nerdy zombie fans like us want to know that um and that I thought was one of the really, and it was one of the things that other people who were not zombie fans hated about Night Eats the World, <laughs> but because they felt like it was very slim moving. Um, yeah. And in, but I feel like that was one of the cooler things was him trying to stay sane, like and and figure out his supplies and ration out his supplies and all that cool stuff. And those details are really important. Um, and I don't, and I felt like both. Hashtag alive and this one fell down a little bit on that. Um, and it a it, little, and I, I and think I do think that hashtag alive had a little bit more of the yeah. of the um showing the the way that the guy ran out of water or other drinks because yeah. then he like turned to booze. I feel yeah. like at the halfway point in the film, um, and he he also had like a there was at least a shot of all the food he had on the table at one point. Right, they didn't do that in this one though. And that, that was that was they just me. really glossed over all of that except for at one point he talks about how how, how much water he has, but we've never really seen anything to. Yeah, prove I felt that. like that was like a weird thing, but um, and then the other thing that um. The, the setting in this was a little confusing to me. I think it's also supposed to be a very similar scenario, maybe. I, like, um, he he was... I don't know if this is supposed to be his family's home, but it looks very much like a bachelor pad to me. It's This is... Yes. Whereas Hashtag Alive is, I think, his family's home. And he's younger, he apologizes to his dad. He feels younger anyway, but they yeah. might be the same age. Like 20s. Yeah. Uh, he apologizes to his father before he breaks into the whiskeys right? right and like so that part of it makes you think and but when we had issues with this in hashtag alive because it wasn't clear where if there were any other bedrooms in that apartment all we right. ever saw was his bedroom yeah and this and is clearly this, a bigger space it's a studio and it has like a a, a bedroom is like on a on a landing above because they show him throwing the mattress down yeah to, to, the, to the living room yeah so anyway it just felt a little like but but in any case so um but let's talk about how this film opens up, because <laughs> this was also like, um, you know, the, basically it, it, it really starts out where there's this woman who's had a lot of fillers put into her lips um, in bed with him sleeping and sort of like it seems as if maybe it was a one night stand. I don't know. But she manages to scoot away in her thong really quickly. Yep. And get out of the apartment really quickly, apparently, like, throwing on clothes and whatever and getting out of there. Um, 
the timing seemed like he wakes up immediately, like he hears something, I guess he hears the door or whatever. But I felt like that was kind of an unrealistic thing for her to be out out of there so fast. Um, well, but, she woke up and had a look on her face like, God damn, not again, <laughs> which I kind of yeah. I thought that was actually OK. Um, you you, you kind of understood what was happening. Yeah. Um, and I felt a little bad for him. I, I feel less and less bad for him the more we get to know his character, I guess, but not that we get to know him that well. No, he we wakes don't. up, he does a wake and bake, and then um, like the world is ending when he turns on the TV, basically. Yeah. There's all, I, I kind of enjoyed these first few minutes too. Sure, there's these these there's the wake and scoot by his by his lady friend or complete stranger, not never cleared up. And um, there's the sounds from the hallway. Yeah, and you know, in and he immediately yeah and then he's got the balcony stuff where he's looking out and similar to hashtag alive this unfolds really quickly like they yeah. just toss you right into it which i think is all right because you you feel that confusion that he's supposed to feel which is like what on earth is going on and they even mimic the whole thing not as ba- not uh, quite honestly not as horrible as in hashtag alive with the little girl and her mom but no. definitely in fact, i think they really missed an opportunity there agree like, uh, th- that in, in Alive, it was like really clear what had happened in this film because of a slight difference in the way that they've done zombies, the way that they still talk even after they're yeah. infected. Um, th- it's not clear what's happening. And, and unless you've seen Alive, you don't necessarily understand that the girl is a zombie. Right. You just kind of see people go down. I don't know. So that that and you really only get this once the neighbor like he he's listening to the news or watching the news and they they are unfolding this and his neighbor just comes in. Also, I guess the girl left the door unlocked because the guy just comes right in, um, which is That's understandable. Just, you don't, you can't, I mean, she wouldn't have a key. Yeah. But I don't know. And doors. But it's exactly, lock. exactly the same. Like, you know me, I'm your neighbor. Yeah. Uh, like even the dialogue is the same. Yeah. In this it's kind of like, scene. wow. And he goes into the bathroom and becomes more apparent that he is infected. I do like how yeah. they handled this because you don't see where he's hit until the camera angle changes a little bit and then you see on the back of his neck like there's blood there like i thought that was done pretty well because up until that point you're like oh maybe he is okay and then he's clearly not so that that was kind of and this wasn't as much of a struggle as as in hashtag alive because that was he manages to to thwart the hand coming through the door pretty easily yeah um but can we talk about the door (laughs) because the door is driving me nuts throughout this what's wrong with the door First of all, it's so flimsy. Yeah. I just don't believe that it could take all the abuse that it gets dealt during this this whole film. And I think he would probably need something a lot bigger than a refrigerator to keep that that particular vector shut. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't get a good sense of the weight of the door, I'll be honest. Um, it looks it, yeah. like half an inch thin, and it sounds like yeah. it, too. It, it isn't, you know, if it was one of those sort of bigger doors, like, for example, the door in our apartment is a pretty solid, like, you know, it's it's got double deadbolts and all this other stuff. Because that's just, I mean, I guess this is West Coast. It looks like West Coast anyway, so maybe... Oh, it's, it's L.A. Yeah, so... Um, so I get that maybe they have flimsy doors there, <laughs> but, but it, w- it just seemed like this wouldn't have held up very well for even the first day. Um, mm. but and it gets, it gets a lot of abuse, this door. Um, but one of the things that I do kind of like, um, that they 
deal with in different parts of this <coughs> is the um flimsy mis- on your wine. Yes, I am. I'm joking on my own wine. Um <laughs> is the flimsiness of the walls yeah. that connect the apartments and you know, they do this a little bit in Night Eats the World with the floor, but he actually has well, to make a big effort to make that happen. And there's a sh- well, there's a shotgun. Yeah. That, yeah the problem like, with Night Eats the World, one of its few issues that we had with it yeah. was shotguns could shoot through like through nice solid core doors yeah. and flooring and <laughs> no, all kinds of stuff. But what I'm saying is that I do kind of believe that maybe the walls would be thin here. Um, that it's like yep. just these yeah, kind of like flimsy drywall and, and, and insulation and some two by fours. Probably. Yeah, and so eventually maybe people could get through. And so that I was like, all right, that's kind of a cool idea. Um, that this is not going to be a fortress, and so that I kind of liked. But you know, the door definitely bothered me because I just again it just was one of those things that it just seemed like it wouldn't be able to deal with all all this stuff going on. Then maybe he'd have to sort of have a whole barricade somehow, like, you know, out of Les Mis or something to keep it closed. Like, and let's talk about this actor. Um, he's, you know, tatted up. Taylor, Taylor Posey is yeah. the actor. Um, his dad is also in this as his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the piece of trivia for Amazon Prime Video. That was the only <laughs> trivia that they could offer us. Um, but, you know, I I feel like the, at least even in Hashtag Alive and actually even in Night Eats the World, even though you don't necessarily have a ton of interaction with other characters, eventually you do have a bit, but you get a sense of who these characters are. Um, yeah. And this... And granted, I, I think that it's a pretty hard undertaking to be an actor and, and not have anybody to act against. You're just like alone. And that's not easy, but I don't feel like they developed any of these characters really well. In fact, no. the only one that you feel kind of like you get to know is Donald Sutherland, and he's not <laughs> on screen for very long, and he's an incredible actor. I would love to know how they managed to swing that. Somebody must have called in a pretty big favor, I'd say. Um, yeah. But even, you know, you just it feels like he's just like really trying it's hard it's hard like i get it but i don't know what, what do you mean you... Ta- uh the guy who plays Aiden, oh yeah he's just i, I feel like struggling. Was, there's nothing in the script for him to no. to, to develop he, he comes across as a super shallow yeah, yeah he surfs yeah he sleeps with people yeah he drinks and smokes weed uh that's the, like what, what does he do for a living we have no idea what this guy does he has a family he appears to care about them through the flashbacks we get and the fact that he cries when you know, like like in Alive, he kind of hears them getting killed or attacked, at least. Um, he, he, yeah, the, the way his character is written is extremely shallow. And I think he plays him as an extremely shallow, like, young man who might or might not have a job living in L.A. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's totally, well, and that's also why the age is a little bit unclear. At least with Hashtag Alive, you get the sense that maybe this guy is just kind of like, you know, Living off his parents, he might be. Mm. He might be, or he might be like a professional streamer. I don't know. I don't but know. you do get you get a sense of his personality. You more do. Than Aiden. Aiden doesn't have a personality. No. Other than like the most, I feel like one of the best parts about him, like divulging around about himself, is when he, in one of his video blogs, which he starts to do, he talks about, uh, you know, what it's like to feel like realize that you're a coward. 
I, I thought that was actually a pretty good little um, I thought monologue. that was okay. and and But I felt like, okay, so those video blogs are, I guess, supposed to be a way so that you can get to know him. And I felt yeah. like they fell down a bit there because there were so many things you could have done with that. And you still don't know a lot about him. And um, one of the things, you know, you know, and I do think that you see a lot more actually even... And, I, and again, I, this is a hard undertaking for any actor. And you saw a lot more out of this actor when he had somebody to act against. Um, mm-hmm. But the script wasn't giving him much to glom onto at all. And frankly, the Eva character is no more developed than no, he same. is. No, same. No, exactly. It's the same thing. And I even feel and like... much less developed than that badass superhero that uh, Junwoo from Alive had to play against. And, and I feel like her character became... was. Like she gets introduced to the to the audience by calling him a dumbass for yeah. trying to hang himself, right? Yeah. And like, there's way more interplay between the two of them, um, and she does it by like pointing a laser at some uh, uh, at like letters in right. Korean on the wall. Like they just, I feel like with less they did more. In, yeah, in the also other with with Night Eats the World, when the woman is sort of in his imagination, she's still built up more than Eva is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and she's an imaginary. <laughs> She's a figment of his imagination. Um, and again, so I, I and knowing that this is like the same screenwriter, it sort of makes you wonder why they didn't do a little bit more because clearly he kind of knows or I don't know which one of these came first. So maybe that has something to do with it. But yeah, true. Um, but all they'd really give us with Eva is that um, she is sort of like weirdly stalking him or knows who he is for a while has <laughs> been like drawing him as a subject and knows that he had a quote-unquote girlfriend or something um which i think is kind of weird but um so i I think maybe one of the things that uh, alive has going for it that alone doesn't have is that yeah matt naylor worked on the screenplay with the guy who also directed it mm -hmm. i don't know if it really makes a difference for the the guy who wrote the screenplay to direct the screenplay i think maybe it it can help but with a good director, it probably doesn't matter. Uh, but they were two different people in the case of Alone. Um, right. uh, yeah. But I, you know, and but, you know, the other thing I was thinking watching this, though, even given um, clearly, you know, this is a film on a budget, but it looked good. Um, I thought that they did a pretty good job with lighting. I thought they did a pretty good job with certain camera angles. But CGI again, was good. CGI was pretty good. Um, when Brandon, the neighbor, starts to turn and his eyes start to bleed, I that was like pretty no, seamless. That was pretty nice. So I was like, oh, look at look at what they've done here. And I mean, look, I don't think they had no budget, but this is mostly in this apartment with this one character. They do like get you out of there a little bit. But even in, you know, with Eva, with the outside, when he sees her, that's kind of like a cool thing. You would imagine like that was one other mystery that I didn't totally get, which was like why he blocked all the light. Um, yeah. that didn't make total sense to me because you would ima- like, I felt like maybe something got edited out that he was trying to, I don't know that they would notice him in there. Um, but that you, didn't you get the impression. It was cause he was afraid that zombies would see him and respond. And by coming yeah, towards maybe. him, and that is a legit fear when one of the first times that they're outside together, it's a scene that also is in alive, but I think they're much higher up off the ground yeah. in that film. 
Because these guys are only on like the third or fourth floor. Yeah, so maybe it's that. But it, again, there's like a lot of things that sort of they didn't close the loop on, I didn't feel. So mm-hmm. it was sort of like, okay, well, uh, all right, we got this going on. All right, I guess that's just how it is. Um, I yeah, do... like they, they lose so much of that potential interaction by the fact that his like 42 days into the apocalypse, his, his windows have been completely uh, papered over since day right. one. right. Um, but you know, like there's, and I do like, it is interesting, like that they change the zombies. They, they have a virus that, um, they basically call it the reptilian brain and they keep at a lot of them just say, go away. Or they say the la- they say what they're trying to do, but they can't stop themselves. So I thought that was kind of an interesting take on it. Yeah. Um, and I liked that and that they are not technically zombies. They're more, um, I guess a contagion zombie. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, Brandon should have died a long time ago, and he does die. Yeah, some at some point in the film, we don't see him get killed by Aiden, but like at day forty-two, mm-hmm. why are any of these zombies still wandering, wandering around? Yeah, unless they've had a, a constant supply of bodies, right? Which it it's not, and it and also they kind of mess up their mythology here or their canon here, if that's the case, because. Apparently, they'll only eat if you're like screaming or awake or something. So right, it doesn't when seem. He's unconscious. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, like we, he does, like he has his connection with Eva. Like it is kind of funny his sort of ham handed interactions with her when he's trying to <laughs> connect yeah. with this neighbor that, that he hasn't seen another human. Which... That was almost, a, that was a nice parallel with Alive because June, oh, what's his, I think it's June Yu, is also like totally. You know, like awkward. socially awkward. Yeah. And this guy also plays that. Well, I think he has the charisma to carry that off. too. Right. And so that kind of worked out well. Um, I like the, the subplot of him being like, no, I have to shave my beard off. That I was, was very odd. Very odd. <laughs> right. And the like, does he really need to take a shower in the rain in the nude on the balcony? Like that was. Just, and then, of course, they have her looking. Uh, it was just very strange. It just feels so shallow. Like, yeah. You know, all the characters, like we've said, just L.A. Yeah. Welcome well, to Los Angeles. Maybe welcome to Los Angeles. Maybe that's what we're missing here. Um, but it, I do like when he goes, I like when he goes out to forage. And it's, again, I think you and I are slightly biased because we watched Hashtag Alive. But when he goes into a place and it's got all the mountain climbing equipment in the world mm-hmm. and he doesn't take advantage of that he's killed off the threats in there and he doesn't sort of he just takes one little backpack yeah it drove me crazy i just was like not only do they have all this stuff here they also probably multiple bags you could probably get a lot of stuff out of this apartment and it's right next door i mean it alive he also didn't take very much right like there was i feel like there was freeze-dried food in there all he was super excited about that jacket and the walkies yeah and um you know, Aiden, I don't think he even took a jacket. All right. Can we also talk about his adventure to get her the walkie? Absurd. Crazy. Right? Bananas. I mean, like, yeah. he has a it's, way to get stuff to her <laughs> without doing that. It seems yeah. dumb. No. Uh, like, he, yeah, he goes all the way to the ground floor, which is a apparently like a super highway of zombie activity. Just nonstop running back and forth. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, 
I don't. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't make sense why they decided to do it that way. Then you also in that scenario feel like there must have been something cut, like maybe the suit zombie had had um, somehow broken the the wire between their maybe. two balconies. But we didn't see that, and so it doesn't make sense that he's like, I have to go all the way to the ground floor and then throw this from the floor to her balcony as opposed to throwing it there from my balcony. It's probably the same distance. Yeah. Um, And then the other part with the suit zombie is that it shows just how easy it is to get to either of them. Absurdly easy to jump up there, especially if you're a massively overpowered suited zombie. Like the other one was a firefighter, at least. I don't know. Yeah, so that felt like it might make more sense because maybe that person had done those things. This zombie didn't feel like he had ever done any mountain climbing. But also that suit in Los Angeles. Hmm. (laughs) Curious. Maybe. Um, So, and then, you know, of course, it's like another parallel but slightly different. He's going off because he doesn't have food. Um, and, you know, yeah. Juno did this, this too. But he, 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 yeah, because he, or did he, I felt like yeah, he, he did. did. No, he, I, I was agreeing with you. He goes to the mountain climber's apartment, to his neighbor's apartment. Right. And he goes to that, well, eventually both of them together go uh, to that other building and run into the Donald Sutherland. Right. So uh, they're not together picture. in this. And no, they like they don't even get together until the very last second. Right. And um, there's also before we get to that part though, there's also something that did not happen in the Korean movie, which was a zombie finds her way into his apartment pretty easily. Through the vents, which is also uh, there's no vent crawling in alive, as I recall. No. Um, um, and I think that this zombie lady is his date from the opening. Of the film. Oh, I wasn't sure if it was his date, but that would make sense. How would she have gotten into the vent, though? She was a very sneaky woman, as we figured out in the Uh first couple. I don't know. But yeah, like, I, I, she kind of looks vaguely similar, I guess, you know. Yeah. um, And then you get another shot of her face when he does get down to the courtyard because he, like, falls down and looks over, and there's a dead lady there. And I think that's. He had thrown her off the balcony. I think it was her. I'm not 100%, but it would have been cool to have that as a thread through the film. And I hope they would have taken advantage of that. Yeah. Um, But I like the idea of the vents being sort of a danger, too. That was cool. But also a way for him to get into the next place. Um, And But I will say, just kind of going into these apartments without any sort of reconnaissance, without knowing. I mean, at least in in Hashtag Alive. They were sort of scoping places out and they knew places that were okay or not, you know? And yeah. here I feel like he just went into them that place blind and it was sort of like, dude, you're like talking loudly. You're just wandering around. I don't know. It just felt a little bit strange given he knows what's happening, you know? Like, why would you go? And, and he's already had the experience of the next door neighbor and going into that place. So he understands what... He understands that there could be people in there, and it's just kind of a strange thing. Um, He looks around very, very scantly before he starts getting on the walkie and talking out loud to um, Eva Eva when he's in there. And, yeah, his first move is, I thought he was going to, like, tap on the ceiling or tap on the edge of the vent to make some, you know. But instead, he just drops his backpack with his only weapon down into the apartment before I know. It was just very (laughs) odd. Um, So... Um, but this it's, actually yeah. ends up being in at least a very interesting section of the film. And I thought it was, was 
pretty actually I thought it was really successful. It was one of the better scenes of the the film. He has sort of a slight argument with Eva. Also, can we also say Aiden and Eva, Adam and Eve? Come on. Um, uh, give me a break. I kind of wanted her to get on him to walkie her and be like, Eva, it's Aiden. And, and her to be like, it's actually Ava. Don't. Yeah. You know, just like that he's pronouncing her name wrong. But no, they didn't. They, decided they didn't not do, to do it. That. They decided not to do that. Um, but he's in the apartment talking loudly to her and then gets surprised by Donald Sutherland. And I mean, I think. He's so happy to see another human, so I can get that. But I think your guard would still be up. You're in this person's place, or do you think it's their place with food? Yeah. You're, yeah like, the whole thing felt very weird to me. And there he, were things that bothered me about this, which, he, number firstly, the fact that there was very little food in those cupboards that yeah. he was super, super excited about. Yeah. It's like, okay, a bag, of, a couple bags of Twinkies. Yeah. Some nuts, some some like granola bars and stuff, but not a month of no. food as Donald Sutherland puts it. I'm like maybe a week. Yeah, or two? I mean, there's really not that much in there. Um, uh, when as as opposed to in Alive, there was like walls of it was a wall of food. Yeah. I feel like yeah. So I don't feel I think they could have done a little more. Like they probably had more on their craft services table if they had one of those. Uh, <laughs> I know production. it didn't. I mean, it's a pretty small thing to do. Um, but maybe it was done to make, I don't know, make the audience skeptical about the Donald Sutherland story, which truly you should be skeptical about um, <laughs> because it doesn't make sense. And the whole thing felt weird from the get go. And I, I don't know if you're just supposed to think that Aiden isn't picking up on this or he's kind of dumb. I mean, he's he's savvy enough not to mention Eva because he doesn't want to. Yeah, it was it was also interesting to, that they were how different these two movies are when he's like not with her and now he's lying about whether or not she even exists to this other guy, this other human. Very strange, isn't it? Curious. Well, I mean, cause they have a very odd conversation. I mean, and Donald Sutherland is clearly a little, I mean, a little crazy. And mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Aiden's psyched to see somebody. He, I thought maybe he was sort of, um, I don't know, feeling like the dad vibes or something off of him somehow. I don't know. It was <laughs> it was like a very, uh, I think he was trying to be nice and he knew this guy had been alone just like him. Um, but even the story that the Donald Sutherland character tells him doesn't totally make sense. Like he says he broke through the sheetrock in there, that the neighbor had committed suicide. There's plenty of food for both of them. Um, he's asking a lot of weird questions like whether Aiden's killed anybody. Um, it, like, but I will tell you, like, the uh, Donald Sutherland's great. Like, he he plays this off really well. He totally mm-hmm. is exactly what you think he is, which is somebody that has kind of gone a little nuts. And um, the whole speech about his wife, which you kind of get. I mean, this this <laughs> is my thing. It's like, oh, I was just I was just kidding with you. I'm like, no, dude. I mean, the the fact that Aiden didn't pick up on this and was still, like, going to turn his back on this dude is crazy. Bananas. Yeah. Yeah. A little silly. Uh, and why does he, why does Donald Sutherland have, or what's his name in the movie? I don't remember. I don't even why? know. He's just Donald. Why? Let's just say he's Donald Sutherland. Donald that's... Sutherland. Mr. Why does Mr. Sutherland have his, uh, Edward, why does he keep his prescription medicine in the kitchen cabinet uh, of this next door apartment? Exactly. A weird detail. It doesn't even matter. Like it has no impact on the story whatsoever, but he's like, Oh, those are mine. All right. His name is supposed to be Edward. Yeah. There we go. Edward. Thanks Edward. Donald. It's going to just be Donald because that's the best way to be. But of course, Um, having seen alive, we knew exactly where this was going. His wife is, 
and in this case, Edward, not Edward, uh, Aiden wakes up handcuffed or zip tied or something with um, Mrs. Edward yelling, kill me, and also trying to eat him at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was a kind of an interesting conversation with Donald Sutherland talking to Aiden and being like, keep your voice down. It makes her very upset. And, yep. and then she's yelling. He's like, Barbara or whatever her name yep. is. Please, you know, keep keep, keep calm it down. or whatever. It seemed Chill to out. actually work. Yeah. It was weird. Anyway, it was it was very strange. Um, but Edward, or Aiden, rather, somehow breaks through his bonds by breaking the bed and overpowers Edward slash Donald Sutherland because the man is, is very old. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's not super surprising and manages to get away. But I believe that is also when we hear uh, on the walkie that um, Eva is in peril. Yep. Because she is kind of useless. Yep. And that's also I mean, it's, the it's annoying part. It's a stark part. contrast from the Korean film. Yeah. I mean, that's the other part. I'm just like, come on. You, like, we know you can do better because <laughs> we've seen it. Um, and she just is sort of like helpless on the balcony. Mm-hmm. And he has to it's go and rescue her. Broken through her wall. And uh, yeah, he has to. How does he do that? Does he... he goes down and goes back up to her balcony. And then he's like, all right, come down this rope. And she comes down. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, I wanted, like, I was really waiting because in both Night Eats the World and Hashtag Alive, the women are pretty awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And I was, like, waiting for that moment where she would become this thing. And uh, this didn't happen. She did not become a crazy action hero. So She's we- kind of fawning over him and is a good artist. Mm-hmm. But... That's about the end of her. That's as much as we yeah, as this was we know about her. And then they kind of battle it up back to his apartment, and they do the sort of like fake fake out thing where he gets attacked, and you don't know what's going to happen. Right. And I actually thought that they were going to end this in a different way, based on what happened, um, but they didn't. And so, yeah. unlike Carl from The Walking Dead, where he gets bitten, and you're like, I don't even know how that happened. It somehow he manages to get zombie blood inside and his and a hole in his shirt but yeah not bitten <laughs> but not bitten um and it, it's all of a sudden okay and then they're just sort of like holding the refrigerator against the door and they're like we're gonna get through this okay and we're then stronger that's, together and that's it i mean it just was like fade to black i was like oh they're run through the corridor. I thought what well, those were pretty good. They were like uh, as from a production standpoint, I you, you could feel the camera moving in front of yeah, them. Yeah, I like that. Like looking back, and it was pretty steady action. They were like doing a lot of hip checks and shoulder throws of zombies out of their way. Uh, I kind of enjoyed those those shots. Um, but yeah, I was I was not psyched about the ending. I, you know, like Alive felt a little bit neat and tidy. They kind of like they made it up to the roof and were rescued at the last second by yep. the military. Um, and maybe that's too clean and this is more, you know, a, a better ending in a way, but I, it, it felt less because we still had no idea who these people are I right. think, is why I'm like, Oh great. They're together. And now they can, I don't know, what are they going to talk? They're going to run out of things to talk about in about a hot minute because they, they don't really have anything to say. Yeah. I, I think that they, um, yeah, I think they missed an opportunity here to end it in a better way. I, I do think it would have been better if he had had to take a header off the, the deck, but that would have been pretty sweet. Uh, and they're going to run out of Twinkies. Really their, their plan fast. is to now wait this thing out and then How? maybe go find his sister. That would have been a cool angle too, is to like get out of there road trip, 
for the third act. You know, I don't know. Probably asking too much, but maybe. But maybe that's for Alone Two, the sequel. No longer alone. <laughs> um, I was trying to figure out. I'm wondering if, but it does look like this production was after Hashtag Alive, obviously. So. I mean, my only thought was maybe it had happened and then they decided to do different cool things with Hashtag Alive, but that's not that's not what they did. Um, I And I don't want to be like down on this film because there were some really good parts of it, but even just a little bit more character development could have made this so much better. And a little bit more, you know, especially with Aiden and seeing how he's surviving, seeing that he does have the bottled water, seeing what his supplies are. These are the kind of things that make you excited about a zombie film like this. Because other than that, it gets a little bit, it's like very superficial and shallow. Yeah. Um, I thought that there was going to be something to do with his surfing at some point. <laughs> well, he Actually, uses a surfboard to uh, wedge the oh, massive on. back door I mean, into his bathroom. I clothes, mean, something yeah. to do with surfing, like, I don't know, his agility. or I, I mean, he's obviously in good shape, but I thought that there'd be something dumb that they were going to do <laughs> where he somehow manages to, like, glide across the balconies or something or has <laughs> or has balance and can do, like, mm. a tightrope walk or something. But no. Um, come on. You can shimmy up and down a a bedsheet blanket pretty well. Yeah. So, uh, bedsheet rope, rather. Yeah, Yeah, there's just, sadly, um, yeah, there's not a whole lot to report on here because of how little character development there was. Edward, we, we, we lost you too soon. You had a lot going on. Aiden and Eva, not a whole lot. Um, yeah, Donald Sutherland is the best part of this movie and it made me happy to see him. And I was like, ah, who 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 did you owe a favor to? But I'm glad you're here. It's good. Um, and I think that that was a, probably the best scene in the entire movie is the one between him and Aiden because it was so strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think this is the worst film I've seen, but I think because it's so derivative of Hashtag Alive, it's hard to see it. Yeah, if we hadn't if we'd seen him in a different order, I think we'd have a, probably a higher uh, impression of this. But... Uh, because of that, that that really does color the the takeaway for us. Yeah, but I'd love to me. hear what people think. Uh, so please feel free to reach out to us. You can send us an email at reanimatedpodcast um, at gmail dot com. Wait, is it reanimated podcast? Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Uh, reanimated podcast on the twitters, um, or just leave a uh, a note on our site reanimatedpodcast dot com. Please let us know what you thought of uh, alone. With or without the comparison to Alive, it's better. <laughs> uh, and, and next time you can join us for a recap of Zombie Child, a French film that we're going to watch from Shudder uh, with maybe a more traditional Haitian voodoo take on zombies. We don't know. We haven't seen it yet, but we're excited to. But there's so, children and there's zombies, so of course I'm going to freak out a little bit. Yeah, so H.A., Needs to take some medicine before. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, but I look forward to chatting about it with you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, it's always fun even to talk about the bad ones. So uh, hopefully you'll join us again next time for something that might be a different flavor. We'll see. Awesome. Until next time. Ciao. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. <laughs>